Well, good morning. How y'all doing? Uh, I am super excited to talk to you guys today about groups. It's Group Expo. Who is pumped about groups starting? We, like a third of you. What? Who is excited about groups starting? Come on. There you go. All right. Well, before I get into the why you should join a group, because that's what I'm going to talk about today, I want to talk about what a group four things. We want you to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. Here on Sunday mornings is where we help you to know God, and through groups is how we help you to find freedom. I love what um, what James 5.16 says. It says, therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. So a group here at Propel is 3 to 12 people, sometimes a little more than that, who are gathering together specifically to intentionally grow in their relationship with God. And that's that's what this verse is talking about. I think, you know, the Bible talks about going to God for forgiveness but to his people for healing. And how many of you guys know like man, you got some hurts in your life? You got some wounds you need healing from. You have some things that have been keeping you in bondage, whether they're addictions, whether they're really bad habits. You've got some stuff that is keeping you from your best self. And groups is how we help you find that freedom. At the start of the year, um, some of the staff and myself uh, came together and decided we were going to read through the whole Bible in 30 days. And we did, and it was great. <laughs> it was fantastic. I saw things, man, I've never seen before, and it was so cool to see how God was weaving the story of his love for his people, which is us, through the whole Bible. And I'll be honest, though, I'm in the Old Testament, and it's, it, it starts off pretty, pretty exciting, and then we get into, like, Leviticus and Numbers and Deuteronomy, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to die again. Um, and then we, we enter into the story of the Israelites, and I'm, like, super frustrated with them till I realize they're me. And, and I'm like, Jesus, when are you going to show up on the scene? And we get to Matthew, and Jesus comes, and it's so exciting. And then he dies, and then God raises him from the dead. And then he goes to heaven, and he's like, okay, cool. Like, I taught you a bunch of stuff. Bye. And he, go, he goes, and he sends the Holy Spirit to come and to be with his people. And so then we get into Acts and man, we got into Acts and it just, it changed my view of, of the church, which is the body of believers by looking at the early church and how they did life together. And it was so cool. And so I'm going to be in Acts today. Um, I think it would be remiss of me to not read Acts 2020 in 2020. So I'm going to start and I'm going to read Acts 2020. This is Paul speaking. And he says, you know that I have not hesitated to preach anything that would be helpful to you, but have taught you publicly and from house to house. See, Paul's talking about the, the way in which he teaches, which is not just in a big gatherings, which he does, because there's value in that, but also teaching in smaller groups from house to house, which is how we do groups from house to eat food. <laughs> and, and I think Sundays are great. I love Sundays. We love, we 
love Sundays. Our dream team loves Sundays. This is where we put a lot of our of our three Cs, our time, talent, and treasure goes into Sundays, and Sundays are great. But can I tell you, God has more in store for you than what just happens on Sunday mornings. He has so much more in store for you than what happens on Sunday mornings. And Sundays are great. It's an opportunity for you to make decisions. But who knows about those decisions? Who else in your life knows the decisions that you are making on Sunday morning? Who is walking alongside you to help you live those decisions out? Because I'll be honest with you, if your Sunday doesn't translate to Monday, what happened? Sunday didn't matter. If what you say you're going to do Sunday, you don't live out the next week, the next month, then what you said, you said in vain. And it doesn't, and it didn't matter. But this is what I believe wholeheartedly. Decisions happen in rows, but life change happens in circles. Let me say that again. Decisions happen in rows, but life change happens in circles. Rows here on Sunday, circles in the week. So, so who's, who's walking alongside you? What does that look like in Acts? Let's go back to chapter 2, starting in verse 42, and it says this. They devoted themselves, this is talking about the early church, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. I think this is a really great picture of the church growing larger but smaller at the same time. Because people are gathering daily at the temple, but they're also gathering in from house to house and it's God who's adding to their numbers because they're doing both and what are they doing they're slowing down they're sitting down and they're sharing with each other talking about breaking bread it makes me think of food because it's bread um and 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 I I love food I love to eat I love to gather with people um, I don't think we do anything here at Propel that does not involve food in some form or fashion uh, because we know if you feed them, they will come, right? And so, so the people are gathering together. They're eating in their homes. And what's happening? They're sharing life together. God is adding to their numbers. Those who are being saved, the people are meeting Jesus. They're not just coming together and eating food. They're coming together. They're sharing Jesus, and people are being saved. And there is the life change right there. So who knows? Who knows about the decisions that you're making in your life? We did this really cool thing growing up at the dinner table called High Lows, and it actually now is like a really popular icebreaker that we suggest to all of our group leaders to do is to talk about the highs and the lows of your day, or if you're repeat weekly, so of the whole week. And and sometimes they'll start off, you know, you hit week one, and people are like, yeah, today was 
Today was great. I got to get off work early, and Lo was, um, man, they didn't have my favorite thing at Quaker Bread. I don't know if you thought that for lunch. <laughs> but then you get, you get to week, by the time you get to week 12, you're like, oh, my gosh, I need to tell you what God spoke to me here in this passage of Scripture. This is what he's doing in my life. And the lows look something like, man, can you guys pray for me? Because because God just revealed something in me that I need to get rid of. And gosh, I need the strength to do it. Will you pray for me? Will you stand with me? Because I think, I think you need three things in your life. I think each and every one of us needs three things in our life. We need this, to be known, to be loved, and to be challenged. We all need to be known, loved, and challenged. And I think those first two are pretty easy. It's that last one we struggle with the most. But before I get into that, I want to give you some examples of what that looks like in my life. To, to be known looks like someone knowing my birthday enough. So my birthday is at the beginning of the year, which consequently falls in the middle of 21 days of prayer and fasting. I require two things on my birthday. That's it. Two things. Chocolate cake and to be sung happy birthday. That's it. Anything above and beyond is just extra. It's just extra fun. And so I have a friend who I do life with who knows me well enough to know those are the two things that I need, but also that my birthday falls in the middle of 21 days of prayer and fasting. Guess who fasts chocolate? <laughs> but she knows me enough and knows what's going on in my life enough to know, hey, Saturday, she ran around like crazy trying to find a chocolate cupcake because I can't eat a whole cupcake or can't eat a whole cake in a day. So we settled for a cupcake. And just so that I could have chocolate cake for my birthday. What what being loved looks like is is for someone to see me and say, hey, something's off, what's wrong? And for me to say, man, this is just a really hard season for me right now. And I'm I'm scared I'm not strong enough to do this. And for her to look at me and say, yeah, this may be a really hard season, but God didn't call you to do this alone. So I'm going to stand here with you. I'm going to walk alongside you. How can I serve you? How can I love you? What can I do for you? And to be challenged, again, I think a lot of us really want this in our life. We want to be challenged until somebody actually challenges us. <laughs> and then we're like, nope, no, just kidding. I don't actually want that. But to be challenged looks like, looks like another one of the ladies in my life coming to me and saying, hey, can we talk? <laughs> and for me to know that my relationship that I'm building is, is way worth whatever it is that, that has happened. And for her to say, hey, here's how I'm feeling. Is there any validity in that? And me to say, oh, my gosh, I had no idea that what I did made you feel like this. I'm so sorry. Will you forgive me? And going into that, going into that conversation, not super sure where it's going to go, but coming out on top and coming out stronger because I know that relationships are worth it. They're worth the challenge from one person to the other. Proverbs 27, 17 says it like this, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. If you think about iron hitting iron, there's friction. There's going to be friction in community. 
and and you can let it sharpen you or you can you can back away from it and you can stay dull so so what you do when that friction happens is totally up to you but if you allow people to sharpen you if you allow people to come in and say and and to have your back to have your blind spot to see things that maybe you don't see in your life and say hey look this is what i'm noticing can i pray for you hey this is what i'm noticing can i walk alongside you in this man i think so many so many relationships are one really challenging conversation away from being incredible from being stronger from having the stronger community inside of into having a stronger community and and man so often we stab instead of sharpen we stab instead of sharpen and we're going around stabbing people instead of sharpening them and as much as you need people to celebrate with you in your life you need to be celebrating others you need to be celebrating and stop comparing stop comparing because she got a job before you did Stop comparing because you've been praying for that for over a year and they got it in two weeks. Celebrate other people. We need to be building each other and lifting each other up and not just seeking our own interests, but seeking the interests of others as well. And so I think there are three different kinds of people here this morning. And while there are, there are three different kinds of people, my challenge is the same. But I think there are those of you who are super excited. You're ready to sign up for a group before you got here today because you know the benefits of group. So you're ready to sign up. And then I think there are some of you in here who you're so excited about group because it's, it's something that's super exciting and we've been talking about it for a long time. And you're going to look at this list and you're going to go sign up for four groups and you're going to go to none of them. Because saying yes to everything is actually a lack of commitment. And then I think there's a third group of you in here who you're like, no, I'm actually good without groups. I don't need that. My life is, is good without them. And your life may be easier. Your life may be more comfortable. Your life may be more convenient but it is not better without groups. You know why? Because in Genesis 2.18, God said it is not good for man to be alone. So you need to be in a group of people. So my challenge for you today for every single mindset is this. Join a single group and commit to it this year. I'm not asking you to join four groups. I'm asking you to join one and start it and finish it. What you get out of it depends on what you put into it. If you go in expecting to get 100% out, but you're only willing to give 10, that's not how this works. That's not how this works at all. In order for you to get out of it, you've got to put effort into it. You've got to commit to it. That's one of our culture statements is we commit to community. So that's what I'm asking you each and every one of you today is join a single group and commit to it this semester. So as we were sitting down, we received one of these. Why don't you guys go ahead and get those out? 
as y'all are doing that. Group leaders, I'm going to go ahead and dismiss you so you can be waiting at your tables. But I just kind of want to go over what this looks like. As you can see, everything on here is color coordinated, which makes my heart very happy. <laughs> you will see the colors on here. They match the colors of the tablecloths on the tables out there. So if you see a freedom group, you look for this teal color out there, and you'll find it. These are our different hugs that we have. So we have so many groups, we just we pull them together into hugs. So we've got a freedom hub. We have a hangout hub, a women's hub, an outreach hub, a studies hub, and a students hub. Now, maybe you're here and you're like, I don't really know. Like, what would you suggest? Freedom? You want to find freedom? Go to freedom. <laughs> you want to get freedom in your life? Go to freedom. This is the group that we say every single person should go through at least once. This is the group. And maybe you're a parent of a 6th through 12th grader. Man, parents, we want to partner with you because we, we don't think that relationships with God should start after kids have gone to college. We want to start them now. So we want to partner with you. So grab your teens, your tweens, everything in between the 6th and 12th grade and take them to students and get them signed up. Get them into a group. Get them started in community and do that. And as you, as you look through these, you'll see they're meeting all days of the week. They're meeting across places. So find one. Pick one. Pick just one group and commit to it this semester. Worst case scenario, you do something you don't like 12 times. That's worst case scenario. You do something you don't like 12 times. Plenty of you guys get up and go to work every day. You don't like that? <laughs> it's like eight hours every day. This is, this is once a week, 90 minutes max. That's it. 12 times. Come on, you guys can do anything 12 times. And you get like a whole week before you have to do them again. So, no, I think you're really going to enjoy these groups. So join a group and commit to it because the benefit at the end is worth so much more than being uncomfortable for 12 times. So as I, as I close today and kind of wrap things up, I just want to say that finding freedom is impossible and incomplete without Jesus. It's impossible and incomplete without Jesus. You can't have the freedom in your life that you are looking for without Jesus. And some of you have been trying on your own to find freedom, and it's not working. It's not working for you. You've been, you've been trying over and over again to break this addiction, to break this bad habit, to, to get healing for this hurt, for, to get healing for this wound, and it's not working, and it's because you don't have Jesus. And so with every head bowed today, with every eye closed, if that's you and you say, man, man, I want freedom, but I don't have Jesus, would you just lift your hand? Just lift your hand. And say, yes, I want, I want Jesus in my life. We're going to pray. Nobody prays alone, so we're all going to pray together. Would you repeat after me? Dear Jesus, today I give you my life. I place my hope and trust in you. Thank you for dying in my place so that I could have new life. In Jesus' name.
Amen. You guys stand to your feet and celebrate with those who just made decisions for Jesus.